This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. All right, welcome to day three of the winter meetings, and uh, things have picked up today. There's been a lot of movement, much more than we had probably in the first two combined. The big deal of the day with Marcelo Zuna going from the Marlins to St. Louis. Uh, Probably a lot of race fans are wondering, okay, what does this mean for Tampa Bay? And I would think that this is just the beginning for the Cardinals in terms of them looking to add pieces. Um, And I don't know that it really changes a whole lot in terms of the dynamic between Tampa Bay um, and St. Louis is potential partners if some deal is to occur at some point during this offseason. Um, I think probably what's the most interesting thing is the cost of pitching on the open market, the free agent market. Tommy Hunter getting two years and $18 million was a big surprise to me. I think even Michael Pineda getting two years and 10 with most of that backloaded when he's going to miss most of this upcoming year was probably a little bit surprising too. So uh, those are things to watch for. Now, the Rays have made already, as we record this, a smaller deal. They got Anthony Mashevitz, a left-handed pitcher from Seattle, in the deal for Ryan Garten um, back in August. And they dealt him back to Seattle today for international cap money. Now, we talked about yesterday the reports that the Rays were uh, signing 16-year-old Jeffrey Marte. He's a talented Dominican shortstop who was signed initially by the Twins. There were issues with his physical. The contract was voided. And for the Rays to sign him, at least at the reported numbers, they needed some international cap money. And they were able to get that from Seattle, who's been a frequent trade partner. And uh, depending on whose numbers you look at, the Rays with Wander Franco and also Marte uh, have two of the top three international prospects from the last class. And obviously, acquiring talent and having position player and pitcher talent is very important for the Rays to be successful going forward. Now, the big question right now is what are the Rays going to do going forward? And I think that, um, you know, it's something I I sat down with a guy who's been on ESPN, who's been on a number of programs, and currently has been doing a a show for uh, SiriusXM with Steve Phillips. That's Eduardo Perez, uh, who we know as as a player, as a coach, and also a commentator. And I asked him his take uh, on these winter meetings. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun because this is this is a, a prelude of what's going to go on next year in 2018, where teams stand, the building of their teams, the expectations of their teams, and at the same time, you get to see people that are within the industry, if it's the agents, if it's the front office personnel, uh, the, the important people that make all of this work within Major League Baseball. So definitely a lot of fun, definitely a lot of opportunities to interview important people with SiriusXM, and uh, it's given me a, an unbelievable forum to to go out and create those relationships. We're starting to see the logjam break a little bit, I guess, in terms of the relief pitching. Tommy Hunter got what I thought it was a pretty darn good deal for him in two years and 18 million. Brian Shaw, three and 27. They just announced Michael Pineda today at two and 10, coming off Tommy John surgery, where he's basically going to get 10 for the one year uh, coming off. So, I mean, that all said, 
Um, how do you, uh, does that help the Rays, the fact that you're starting to see the dollar value for pitching and how hard it is to acquire from a, from a free agency standpoint? Oh, absolutely it does. It, it, it increases the value, but it just tells you right now where general managers stand, and they know that there's such a high risk when you go and sign a free agent for a lot of money. So they realize that with all the success that has come through with all the injuries and all the rehab, that how pitchers come back strong, you could get value with those guys. And Michael Pineda signing that deal with the Twins, I think it's um, it, it's an indication of the same thing that happened with Drew Smiley with the Chicago Cubs. So you're, you're seeing a rate, you're seeing where it's at. The high reward is uh, big time when you can show for that patience and, and you can wait for, for a pitcher like that to help out your organization. Hunter and Shaw getting big deals, does that help the value of an Alex Colomay or for the Rays if they were to move a guy like that? Does it give it greater value? I think there's so much interest in Alex Colomay. you got an arm right there that continues to prove itself at a high level, and uh, absolutely it's a guy that, um, that can definitely benefit. Uh, from from the signings of of a uh, of a Shaw Brian Shaw that signed for three years nine million approximately nine million dollars so uh, you know speaking with the Rays and knowing what they have uh, so far inquired with it um, Colome is one of the guys that will definitely be moved. Do you this has been I think relatively quiet in terms of the means in terms of big big moves I mean look the stand was announced before but we haven't seen massive trades do you think that all kind of legwork is done now and then we'll finally see the logjam break or does Scott Boris who has all those free agents kind of hold a lot of cards yeah he holds a lot of cards and I think everybody knew that going in seven out of the five out of the top seven free agents are Boris clients and and um, he's going to take his time he's going to make sure that he represents each and every one of his uh, clients well JD Martinez now in the house today meeting with the Boston Red Sox and with a few other teams uh, just tells you how important it is to be face-to-face with those guys and Boris even uh, using Arietta and a 75-page, what I call, um, uh, documents uh, to, to be able to get straight to the owners. Um, I'd be willing to read it and try to give you a cliff note version of it if you need it. But at the same time, it's uh, the importance of being able to represent a pitcher, a top-notch pitcher with such a big investment, 32 years old. You're looking at him with a, with a different angle when it comes to pitching, a different strategy, of, uh, a physical, better said, across his body. Um, it's a high risk, but it's, at the same time, it's a high reward because this guy knows how to pitch in big games. Chicken or the egg theory, what comes first? Some of his free agent signing, or we start to see more larger trades? I see larger trades in winter meetings. I think uh, I think this is where uh, teams have to try to get value. They realize that they cannot compete against the big boys. And continuing, the Yankees, you look what they're doing. They're, they're continuing to trade. That trade they made yesterday with the San Diego Padres uh, was a big one uh, because it cleared money to be able to get uh, if it's a corner infielder or a pitcher, which they desperately need. That said, I know your partner Steve Phillips has talked about he would like to see the Rays kind of take – the rebuild mode what's your take on the whole matter i've always i've always been on the rebuild mode if you're going to go in you go in all the way look the as strong as the yankees look this year as strong as the boston red sox are um yeah the baltimore orioles now with rumors of the machado uh if uh, they're shopping him around or not toronto blue jays a lot of question marks right there they did not show expect uh, get to meet expectations last year if you're the tampa bay rays if you're going to go all out, go all out and try to continue to put those prospects in the minor league system. But I feel for the fans. I really do because, uh, um, you know, you have a franchise player like Evan Langoria that, that had a career year last year at the age of 32. It's, um, can you get something for him? Absolutely you can, and I think it's that time.
And I think the hard part is you got to the Rays aren't going to give players away. They got to feel they're getting the value back, Absolutely. and it's and it's got to be very much market dependent. And I think while you know a lot of people are saying, "Hey, rebuild, rebuild, rebuild." They have to, you know, they have you to get what they feel. Away. You cannot give them away. You're absolutely right, and that's where you have to be patient enough to be able to get those right pieces for those right guys, and and trust your scouting department, trust the technology that it has given you, and those values. You definitely have to be patient. It's going to be an interesting several weeks coming up. We appreciate a few minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Well, it certainly was fun to visit with Eduardo Perez of Sirius XM, who brought us some pretty interesting insight on his take on the state of the race now we look forward a little bit and the fact that tomorrow is the rule five draft and probably the best guy to go to is jj cooper from baseball america i know you guys uh spend probably more time than any organization (laughs) in terms of of following it so thanks for a few minutes thank you i I love the rule five draft it is one of my highlights i know this puts me in a weird subset but thursday morning 9 a.m kind of wrap up the winter meetings is always a highlight for me now there's a possibility because the Rays have an open roster spot mm-hmm. they could add, and we'll get to that. But I think most Rays fans are wondering, okay, who may they lose? And Bert Smith has been at the top of your list for a while, based primarily on his experience level and his Arizona Fall League performance, correct? Right. That and then also what he did at the end of the season. Obviously, Durham made a great run, you know, playoffs, national championship, AAA national championship. Bert Smith was a key part of that. The thing I like about him as a potential Rule 5 pick is – you are talking about he's had injury problems, but he got back up to 80 innings last year. The stuff was absolutely legit stuff, and obviously everyone saw it because, as you said, Arizona Fall League, everyone's out there looking, okay, who's a Rule 5 candidate? But the other part of it is, is that I think there's some versatility there where you say, okay, most of the time guys who are picked in the Rule 5 draft, it's very hard to find a starting pitcher. And I'm not saying that any team would take Butch Smith and say, our number five starter is going to be Burt Smith. But if you said that a team took Burt Smith and said, he's going to be in our pen, working a little bit longer outings. We're going to keep him stretched out enough that if there's a time where we need to skip a guy's start or something like that, I think that Burt Smith has that ability to step in and say, I'm going to give you five, I'm going to give you six. And there's some value to that, especially when you're talking about, you know, obviously the Rule 5 rules, you got to be on the roster the whole year. Well, Burt Smith has big league experience. That's not as much of a stretch for him. And then the other part of it is it's a $100,000 lottery ticket. You're only spending $100,000. So... A guy like Burt Smith, if he'd have been a minor league free agent, he'd have been in massive demand, I think. This is an opportunity. Teams couldn't get Burt Smith, you know, in that kind of way. This is the way they could get him. And I think it makes sense also from a Rays perspective. They did add six guys to the roster. You can't protect everyone. And for a guy who had only pitched the eight innings last year and basically hadn't pitched the three years prior, it makes sense for them also not to protect him. And the thing with that is, is that's one thing that is kind of encouraging for Rays fans, I think, is, is you look at this farm system right now, and I know you know this, Neil, it's a really solid farm system. It's got top-end talent. There's a good bit of depth. You look at this overall and you say, no, the thing that you have, we, I think the Rays are going to lose people, potentially. Again, it's always a crapshoot. I think the Yankees are going to lose you know, a player or two. The reason is they're really good deep farm systems, and you can only protect 40. And so if that's the case, the reality of it is, is that you have to make some tough decisions and you make some, I would define them as calculated gambles because you know that here, if, if you're a Rays fan and you hear Burt Smith or Nick Tufo or someone else's name called tomorrow, that is not farewell, we will never see you again. That only that, all that means is, is that they're headed somewhere else 
but they have to stick on that roster all next year. And the reality of it is, is if we see 12 guys take it next year, I mean, next uh, tomorrow, it doesn't mean that we're not going to see six of them end up back in their original home organization because a lot of these guys don't stick. And I would think that probably would be more likely for a guy like Nick Shufo, who has who who was okay in Double A. He was not a dominant player at the Double A level, and because of that, I, I think probably it made sense for the Rays not to protect him because. You know, if he's not going to be their number three catcher, you're almost carrying a dead roster spot all year, which in this day and age is hard to do. Exactly. And the Rays, obviously, I mean, you could say they got burned on this a few years ago because they lost Oscar Hernandez, who was the number one pick in the draft. But at the same time, again, we talk about calculated gambles. But Oscar Hernandez, by doing so, the, the Diamondbacks plucked him out of Class A. He wasn't ready for it, and he's not been back. That's something, like Nick Chufo, the reason he's prominent on this list is, is it really depends on specific need. We saw the, the Reds last year took a guy, Stuart Turner, out of the Twins organization, who was a double-A catcher, a little better defensively than Chufo, a little less offensive potential. And basically they said, we need a backup catcher, we can get an inexpensive backup catcher this way. He stuck all year. It would have to be a very specific need. It's a calculated gamble for the Rays because there may be a team out there that's in a rebuilding situation. They're not in looking to contend. If you're looking to contend in 2018, I think it's hard to say that you're going to say Nick Chufo's our backup catcher. But if you're a team that's a little further away and you say, you know what, the bat, the power started to come a little bit last year, saw some promising signs that you've got, a, you know, you've got some potential power there. The defense is okay. It's not great, but it's not terrible. and It's getting better. It's young enough that you say he, he can do an adequate job for us now, but by doing so, he'll be a good player for us 19, 20, 21. That's that kind of calculated gamble idea. And the example I give in terms of calculated risk is Yanni Chirinos. Mm-hmm. The Rays did not protect him last year. He wasn't taken. He had a great year, and now he's on the 40-man. And I think the Rays are probably hoping that with Shufo. And, and exactly. That's the thing that people have to realize with this is, is that some of the absolute best players who are listed among the available Rule 5 picks year after year are guys who don't get taken. I mean, that's, <laughs> there are a lot more of those guys than there are the success stories. Wellington Castillo, was a, who's now a, team, a catcher that, for the Cubs that everyone in baseball would love to have, he was Rule 5 eligible, but at the time he was Rule 5 eligible, he really wasn't ready. Chris Davinsky, the Astros reliever who everyone saw has got the change-up of death. Chris Davinsky finished high up in the Rookie of the Year balloting the year after he was Rule 5 eligible, but the Astros took a gamble, said, we don't think anyone's going to take him, and no one did, and then here he was in the big league bullpen the next year. There is a lot more of those guys than there are the guys who end up being the guys that you really, a team looks back and really regrets that they let go. And I know your expertise is on this Rule 5, but the Rays, you mentioned their depth of their mm-hmm. farm system. Uh, they did make a small trade today uh, with Anthony Mashevitz going back to Seattle for international cap space, which the reason people believe that's going to occur is so they can get uh, Jeffrey Marte, exactly. whose contract is voided by the Twins, mm-hmm. who, depending on what, I mean, it really would give the Rays two standout prospects from the last class with Wander Franco, their, their top guy. Right. I mean, Wander Franco, who is, as, you know, is an absolutely as, as a good a prospect as this class had, you know, and then you throw on top of that. Now, again, with Marte, the reason he was available, declared free agent, because his, you know, there was like some questions about the physical, about the vision and all that. But the reality of it is, is we've seen that before where guys go through that and then 
you know, Carlos Martinez, uh, you know, has, you know, was, had his first contract voided. Now the, the Cardinals pitcher and then ended up, you know, on his way to, you know, really being a, uh, a stalwart for them. That's a great addition. And especially, again, you're talking about at this point, it is, I don't want to call that free money because it's not my, you know, it's not my money to spend. But at the same time, it is something where that's a, to get that kind of addition sitting here in December after the July 2 start of the international period, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful addition at this point. And it does, I mean, that's one of the things obviously that the Rays have done consistently well is you look at their international development, you know, their program, they've produced, you know, players regularly. And, and with that, you just look at this and you say, okay, again, we are talking about a guy who's a 2022, 2023 guy if it all develops, but you have to keep that cycle going and the Rays did a really good job of that this year. Franco, I mean, Franco is a fun guy to watch. I'm excited for him from years from now, and I'm excited for you for the Rule 5 draft tomorrow. We certainly appreciate some time on the podcast. Thank you again. Always enjoy doing this. Well, really good stuff from both Eduardo Perez and also J.J. Cooper of Baseball America. It's going to be interesting to see tomorrow who, if anyone, the Rays lose in the Rule 5 draft. Um, in terms of our coverage, we'll continue to blog. We'll have, uh, you can check my Twitter account as well, at Neil Solons, our blog, raysradio.moblogs.com. We'll have an interview tomorrow with Heim Bloom. That will be part of our final show from the winter meetings. Uh, Dave and Andy will anchor the coverage, 6 to 6.30 on 620 WDAE, our flagship. And, of course, it will be a podcast, too. If big trades happen, we certainly will ha- add another podcast as needed. But we certainly thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed our coverage so far at the winter meetings. We'll talk to you soon. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.